Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are continuing the discussion on Step 3, Connection. And tonight we're talking about love and possibilities. And that sounds like a good topic to me. So let's get things going. And I will welcome my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are you doing? I am doing good always when I get to be with you. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited to get this conversation, as I said, going. And we have an awesome guest coach tonight. She has been on the show before. So please welcome back Melanie Yates. Welcome. Well, thank you. So good to see you guys or <laughs> hear you guys again. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So, Melanie, uh, to start, why don't you remind the audience of who it is you get to serve and what it is you get to do? Well, I get to create your ideal job and your work-life balance. I work mostly with medical professionals that are suffering suffering from burnout, all the principles of coaching apply because it's it's across the board. Everybody needs creation and vision and good relationships and definitely love and possibilities. Like we all <laughs> need that. And so uh-huh. really it's, it, I just, I love helping people and I have, a, I have a big passion for the medical field. I worked in interventional radiology for 21 years. And there, there is a need, uh, especially when you save other people's lives. You have to save your own life first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So going right into it, what does connection mean to you? For me, connection has to do with relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, I have to slow down, and I've been working a lot on this, uh, my own personal journey this year of slowing down so that I can see what I want to connect with. Mm. Yeah. So I have a chance to actually make a choice. I feel like things move so fast that we're just kind of running around Sometimes we're even making decisions or reacting to things and, you know, we don't actually take the moment to create an intention about how I want to look at something or even reflect afterwards and, you know, slow down enough to even reflect afterwards. You know, here it's the end of the year. Um, For me, December is a big reflection month of, you know, what do I want to trade 2023 in for? Uh, 2024 is coming. So what am I trading? And I I have to literally 
slow down enough to, to take the time to see what's going on and to see what I'm connecting with and, and make mm-hmm. that intention for what, what I want for 2024. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We've talked about before taking a pause um, or a breath and giving yourself time to act instead of react. So, yeah, I love that. Um, Terry, any thoughts? Yeah, you're speaking in fearless living language there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's why we get along so well. (laughs) Must be, must be. The truth is the truth, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so it's just um, being in alignment, our intentions being in, li- in alignment with what we want. And I think for a lot of us, we just kind of are in um, an automatic mode and we just move along through whether it's our our relationships, it's our work, it's our passion, whatever it is, we just kind of are on um, – automatic moving without taking that time to check whether or not our intentions, our actions, our thoughts, our words are in alignment with what we really want. And I find a lot of people aren't even clear on what they really want. And so that's true. because we we just get, we get into the, you know, into the m- momentum or the rat race or whatever you want to call it of, of doing and uh, it, there has to be some kind of, there doesn't have to be, but I think it's important that there's some kind of pause in order to reflect. And, and I think that can happen, you know, everybody kind of does it at the end of the year, but I think at the end of the day, every day, or even halfway through the day, it's good to take a pause and reflect on what have I been doing today? Am I doing what I want to do? Is what I'm doing, um, what I'm connecting with, what I'm choosing to uh, to connect with, is that in alignment with what I really want? And for me, it is probably a little bit easier for me to do that because of the stage I am at my life in my life. But I don't know that I couldn't have done it when I had children at home, or you know, because I I live by myself. I only have to take care of myself and. So I can I can stop and pause whenever I want to. I don't have to uh, to um, you know cook dinner for anyone or be be home at a certain time to take care of anyone and and so I I really practice aligning my intention uh, with with what I what I value. You know what do I want? How do I want to show up? What what do I want people to feel when I walk in the room? What's my essence? You know I can really stop and pause of, around those things because of, of where I am at this stage of my life. But I think that if people are clear on what they want, it doesn't really matter what stage of their life, they still can have that pause to reflect and to to match their thoughts, their words and actions with, with their values. And I think when we're out of alignment, uh, that's when things become fuzzy and they don't feel right and we can get uh, overwhelmed and depressed because we're not living up to our values and and our core values are who we are and when we negate that or ignore that I think that's what brings us to a to a place where 
maybe we're not happy. Maybe we're just, maybe we know something's off. Maybe we're angry or, or we're irritable or, you know, we're just not in alignment. And I think connecting with ourselves is how we make it possible to have that alignment is by connecting mm-hmm. with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. like you were talking about. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just was agreeing with Terry. I love that. Really okay. being clear on what you want is what stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you were talking about when you're someone who saves lives, you need to save your life first. I think with Furious Living, it's always we start with ourselves. So connecting to ourselves, getting loving ourselves, because um, tonight is love and possibility. Um, loving ourselves first is going to help us see possibilities. I think when we don't see our worth, we we um, put our our value on what others think our value is. We don't necessarily see possibilities. Um, we don't necessarily see um, how our dreams can come true or um, we can even have wants. Um, I think when we can uh, connect with ourselves, love ourselves, um, see our value, um, and and move forward from that place, then there are possibilities and connections become even more um, deep and uh, and supportive. I love that. I was thinking when you were talking, I was thinking about this connection to our future self. Yeah. Because what I, what I do today affects Melanie 10 years from now, 20 years from now, even what I do today affects one year from now. And I think we can get so focused in um, what's going on right now. We, we forget that we forget to zoom out. You know, I kind of think of it how, you know, when you're looking through a camera or even on your phone, you can, you know, zoom in or zoom out. Um, And we don't always look at the whole picture, right? We just kind of look at like what's right in front of me. And when I think of connecting to my future self, that actually inspires me to make good choices today. And and they've mm-hmm. done a lot of really great research on this um, as far as getting people to, you know, even marketing tactics where people signing up for their, their retirement plans and, and just showing them a picture of themselves 20 years into the future, those people oh. were more apt to put money in their retirement plan because they could, yeah. they, they had a connection with their future self. They saw their future self in an image and it, it helped create, like, I see you, you know, I see that person 20 years ahead, 20 years into the mm-hmm. future. And I, I've been, working on what, as I'm setting my goals for this coming year and 
my vision, I have been thinking a lot about my future self instead of just thinking about just next year. Really, you know, and I feel like we can learn so much from Terry, right, because she's talking about, you know, she's in a different lifestyle than, than I'm in right now. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, when I think of what do I want to create for that time in my life? And we all have these different little times in our lives. Um, and most of us don't pay any attention to it. Yeah, that, um, I, <clears throat> I think that it's it's important that we recognize that the decision we make right now affects the next moment when we have another decision to make. It's like we live moment by moment almost because our thoughts are, are going through our head all the time. Um, you know, we're creating new uh, connections in our brain, you know, new synapses, new dendrites. Uh, being created in our brain every time we see something say something you know connect with something so it's like we're it's a cumulative existence that we have and it it accumulates moment by moment right there's no other way to do it uh and and that affects then what will what's going to be in our future right so it's so it's aligning and and seeing the possibilities of each moment that will help us then to if we have a value one of our values is that we um, that we take care of our body one of our values is that we um, we want to be financially uh, competent you know those are values that we have that affect our future right. And yes. so if we, if each moment we make a decision, because we make decisions consistently and constantly, uh, what am I going to say? What am I going to listen to? How am I going to react? Uh, you know, what, what proactive behavior can I use? You know, just, I mean, we're making decisions constantly. Our brain is never not active because it's even active when we're asleep, you know? And, uh, and that's our control. That's our, our control center is our brain. And we want to connect that with our heart, you know, and our soul. And we want to make moment-by-moment decisions that will reflect our values in where we're going to be in a year, in five years, in 10 years. Because none of us know if we'll live five or 10 or 20 years. Yet we want to live in a way that that we see our future, you know, no, we're all born to die, but we don't want to die today or tomorrow. And, uh, you know, my mom's 101 years old, and I was just just talking to her. I talked to her every evening, and, you know, I asked her how her day was and and what she, uh, you know, what did she enjoy about today and what, and she has a hard time remembering exactly what she's done every day, but then so do I. Uh, But it's like we talk about how, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to make decisions and I'm going to have a, a good day. You know, she's deciding that even though she's almost blind, she still lives by herself. She still gets around, you know, she still has a life that um, is satisfying to her. And I know that's because she makes those decisions, those moment by moment decisions that, yeah, maybe, maybe it doesn't feel as good when I stand up and try and walk, but I'm going to get up and walk because I want to do this or I want to do that. So she knows what she wants. 
And I think that, you know, I can look at her and, and how she's, you know, she's my mom, so she's ahead of me, right? And uh, I can look at my children who have the future that will be somewhat like mine, but, you know, whatever they choose. And it's just those daily choices, those moment-by-moment choices that, that that we make. You know, like I choose to, to get up and clean the kitchen, or I choose, and then in the morning when I get up in the kitchen, it's clean. Well, that makes tomorrow better, you know, so it's just, these little decisions that we that we make every moment that affect that down the road uh, picture of what we'll be like, you know, and and knowing that we're not guaranteed that that's what we're going to have, but that's what we want, and so we make decisions now that affect our capacity to reach reach those uh, that picture that we have in our mind, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, what keeps us from usually doing that? <laughs> and I think, no. um, you know, relationships, there are, you know, restoring connection to relationships that maybe don't feel good. I mean, you just shared a beautiful relationship with your mom. I mean, that just gave me goosebumps. Um, that's so wonderful. And, and that you, you have a mom that you can look up to and admire and respect. That's so wonderful. And then I, I meet so many people that are in turmoil with relationships in their mm-hmm. day-to-day, or they, they just don't have that kind of uh, mentorship around them. And I was thinking one of the, one of the little tools that I like to use for restoring connection or restoring love and possibilities in our relationships is to actually take a look at the people that that maybe when I think of their name kind of rub me wrong and and actually finish an unresolved conversation. And so I'm I'm not saying go to this person. I'm saying um, have a conversation with somebody to make it good. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, is if, if we're, that there's so many possibilities, we don't even have to have the conversation, but we can make it right in our mind by mm-hmm. having that intention that we were talking about. And to mm-hmm. me, you know, in, when we think of love and possibilities, possibilities, is an intention. Like if we have an intention, there's a lot of possibilities. And sometimes things happen, you know, in a way that that there's more than one way to get to a good place. Mm-hmm. So when I think of, um, I have this little tool that I use when when something comes up between somebody that, you know, ruffles my feathers a little bit or, you know, irritation or annoyance. It doesn't even have to go as far as hate. It's just an unresolved conversation. So you, you would think of that person and, and then what I like to do is go out in a place where, uh, well, your car works because if no one's in your car, that's a good place to do it. But I, I have this field that's close to my house and I can just go out there and just kind of talk and hopefully no one thinks I'm too crazy. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll have a conversation with the person um, 
and really like get out what I want to say. I'll start the conversation with the things that you would never leave your mouth. You know, I mean, I might even have to call them a name, right? To kind of mm-hmm. open, open the throat, open <laughs> to just get it out, right? Because so many times we have to stuff our mouth or shut our mouth because it's just not polite. It's rude. It could get us into trouble. Um, it's just we don't want to treat people like that. But we we feel it, and it's in our head, and we think it. Mm-hmm. So it's better <laughs> to, instead of gossiping about it, like resolve the conversation you know, um, and I'll, I'll even invite, you know, you can even invite God into the conversation. You can invite, um, other things that can help uplift you, but really you're focusing on getting out what you want to say to the person in your imagination. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're writing, you can write it down, everything you've ever wanted to say, or just have the conversation out loud, get it out. And then when you've finished your side of the conversation, forgive them. Yeah. Yeah. And then ask them to forgive you. And you're literally, I, I visualize them in front of me. Like it's, it's really happening. And it's so funny. The mind is so interesting because what you believe you get more of. And if I can mm-hmm. believe I can forgive this person after saying what I really wanted to say and ask them to forgive me, there's, there's something your brain doesn't know any different than having the actual <laughs> conversation, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, and just even having the intention of, you know, I'm going to have a good day. That also we're, we're, we're priming our brain to think positive to think Mm -hmm. at at a on a higher vibration so that those possibilities I mean I can think on a lower vibration and that directs me towards those kind of possibilities so I might as well give my brain the direction of where I want to go yeah I love that that's great that is that's really um I'm going to remember remember to add that to some of the things that I do because it's I don't believe you have to have the conversation with them. You can vent about the conversation. You know, I, when you get things out, I call that venting. You get it all out of you. And then you look, it's almost like it's hanging there in front of you and you can say, I don't even know if that's true, right? This yes. Is, and you can just almost dismiss it and just forgive yourself for even thinking it and then give the other person grace for we don't know why they do what they do, right? That's something we have no idea with it, why they do what they do. And so give them grace, you know, have positive positive intentions on them, feel like they, you know, they're a good person. And it just, for me, I'm, I'm glad you brought up God because I, I really feel like he's my best partner when I'm, when I'm upset with people because I just think about the example of, of Christ, you know, and how he, he loved everyone, you know, and he saw possibilities and pe- people that, that the the mainstream wanted to stone them or kill them or, you know, and he saw possibilities in them because he loved them. And so I'll, I'll go there, you know, and I'll think about, well, and it sounds really simple, but it, it's really deep is what would Jesus do? You know? Exactly. And, and, 
that really helped me to to change my perspective because I've gotten rid of the feelings. I mean, you you can't ignore the feelings and you can't stuff them because if you do, it'll hurt your heart and it'll make you miserable. So, you know, get them out and you don't have to do it to the person. I love that. Just get them out. And then Just get them out. Uh, yeah. 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 I love that. That's great. I like to ask myself before I go to bed, have I been loving and kind to all? And mm-hmm. because that helps me if, if if Christ is my role model and I'm trying to live my life the way that he lived mm-hmm. and was loving and kind to all, what mm-hmm. does that look like? And it's not to shame me. It's just that so that I can be aware because I need to slow down like we, what we started with, slow down enough that I have the awareness of where I can keep growing. And, and so at the end of that, if something comes to my mind that, okay, I couldn't have possibly been kind and loving to all because I'm just a human being. How could that have right, happened? Right, so, right. so it helps me bring to mind like what, how I want to keep progressing and, mm-hmm. and what, what the intention is. And then if, if I haven't been kind and loving that I can act, I can ask for, for forgiveness. Right. And, you know, I believe that Jesus forgives often and is quick to forgive. And so it's not about making me feel bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole point is to love one another. And so if I'm feeling bad about myself, how can I be present and available for all that love and possibility, right? Right. (laughs) Yep. Ladies, I am loving this conversation, but we are almost out of time, and I want to give Melanie a chance to share how the audience can contact her um, or if she has anything coming up that she wants us to know. Thank you. Yes, anyone can reach me on happyjoyousandfree.org, also LinkedIn, and on Facebook, Melanie Yates. I am always working on workshops for bettering uh, your relationships and also burnout. So, so many people are, are hurting from burnout and especially in the medical field. And so we are showing the world that there is a solution and not to give up. Because there's always a possibility. There's always mm. love and choices, and and that brings about an amazing life. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, Melanie. I have enjoyed this conversation and have gone away with a new tool. I'm so glad. I always am. It's always a joy to see you guys. And I just love your podcast that you put out and the energy that you put into the community. And I just wanted to thank you for showing up and continuing to bring good to the world and to bring awareness to the world. And these 12 steps that you guys talk about are, are just amazing. And I, I'm, I'm loving the way that they, kind of blend with the principles that I like to teach. So thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. 
We want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can find everything about Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org or on all social media platforms as Fearless Generation. We are also on Spotify and iTunes and other places that you might listen to your podcast. So uh, do check us out there. And we always have workshops going on as well. And we have a five-day challenge coming up in our Facebook group next month. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you're in the Facebook group, Getting Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. And we would love to be a part of that journey with you. All right, Carrie Ann, thank you for being here with me tonight. I love doing this with you. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you, Melanie, and everyone else. Until next time, be fearless. Good night. Good night. Thank you.